Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on it's Facebook the classic. Sure. or you know, listening to the podcast, right? I mean, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of hard. your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, as she is every day, and will be, I guess, until you don't want to anymore. Yeah, or until you fire me, which you've tried to do quite a few times. Hmm. It's Ashley Pickle, the Duchess of the Dorks. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. Uh, Craig Powers is here. He is. Hi, Craig Powers. What's going on? Uh, because today's a pretty big day. It is. Today's big doings. Yeah. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's the day the Powers is in studio. It's the Cruton Pod. It's the Cruton Pod. It's the <laughs> um, so we're going to, uh, today is going to be our, first of all, can we get, do we have first four through the door? I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you for remembering. Uh, we do. Stephen Cassie, Allison Brown, Phil Vaney, and Rob Hadaway. And actually, let's see, let me go back up here. Phil Vaney is in Greeley, Colorado. No. Oh. Shout out to the out of state crew. Remember, if you're out of state, let us know in the comments. We're happy to shout you out. Um, so, today is Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. 295 days until Thanksgiving, episode 897. 897, Rafael Palmero's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, on today's show, guys, it's our National Signing Day special. Today is one of the very biggest days on the recruiting calendar. We are going to break down the latest news and notes, and then we are going to take a look at one player on each of the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas for you to be excited about. We picked out one player, not necessarily the best player, sometimes it's the best player, but one of the, a player for you to be excited about going into uh, uh, because of their signing status at that school. So we'll get into all that with Greg Powers. Hi, hi Powers. What's now, up? technically, we could do the intro. Should we do the intro? Because it's kind of natural. special. It does feel natural, so... And cue. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to see how long I took it. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting. 
with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting, where you have been recruiting, I should say. TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. I shouldn't be so glib. Recruiting. Well, recruiting, whatever. I've been recruiting. Um, uh, you've been doing work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. A lot of good stuff up there on the site today. Yeah, it's going to keep coming. Uh, we'll update a lot of the superlative stories that we had around the first National Signing Day as well with the newest commitment, see if that changes anything, who the top recruits are for each of the P5 schools. Um, also, sleeper prospects mm-hmm. as well to keep an eye on, who may be recruits that are lower down that rankings list that you should still want to know. What are uh, When did your day start today? Oh, uh, 1 a.m.? Oh, my God. Does that count? That counts, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, mean really, this day – yeah, your day started – Four months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it kind of started – today started, it though, a little stopped. bit er, earlier because I thought the first commitment was going to come in at 8 a.m. and it was going to be Ennis Rakestraw from Duncanville. Mm-hmm. You know, because I messaged all the recruits yesterday to make sure it had all the timelines. And Alan Horace's commitment was supposed to be at 10 a.m., but UTSA floated out that he had signed at 7.08. Yes. So it got a little, started a little bit early. Alan didn't make his – actual commitment until closer to 10 but i think there was maybe a wire cross somewhere with that one and so let's get to kind of the the headlines for today um the 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 latest commitments uh that we've that have come down today on this national signing day i guess do we call it national signing day yeah it's it's, it still is i mean even though there's an early so it's early signing period back in december which kind of gets lost in our wash because of state championship games right uh obviously a huge huge day and then, or a huge set of uh, set of days, and then there is National Signing Day, which is today when players can can again the window opens for them to sign their national letter of intent. We had a number of them do it today, make the call today. One of them, uh, Savion Williams, the wide receiver uh, from from out east, uh, at, at, from Marshall, uh, the Marshall wide receiver, uh, has committed to TCU. This is a late surge by TCU at the wide receiver spot. Uh, they pulled Quentin Johnston away right. from temp- Texas, the Temple wide receiver. He goes to TCU, and now they've got Savion Williams to add to it. Uh, this guy, this is a this is a pretty darn good little little stretch of wide receiver run here for for TCU. And we talked about him a few weeks back when Texas extended him an offer. Um, he plays a lot of quarterback for his high school team, but has the the size and field stretching ability to be a, a great outside receiver once he arrives in the Big 12 and TCU you hit the nail on the head did a bang up job of being able to land a couple of those guys in this class with Savion and Quentin Johnston and you know Quentin Johnston is probably more of an established name at that position and that's why he rates just a tad bit higher than Savion but Williams is uh upside maybe higher yeah you know he's uh, a bit I mean he's equally as tall maybe a bit more uh, well put together, college ready from a frame perspective than Quentin Johnson, but two home run threats now on the outside potentially uh, for, I guess, I guess I'll say Max Duggan. They did sign yeah. a great junior college uh, prospect as well at quarterback. So a couple quarterbacks there at TCU, Matthew Baldwin as well, have some receivers to find in the open field. Absolutely. And stay, sticking with wide receivers, uh, another big time, uh, one of the biggest names left on the board going into today uh, was the name of uh, Calvante Dixon, the wide yep. receiver from Carthage, who, of course, uh, dazzled in that state championship game uh, for Carthage, uh, of course, dazzled all year long. He has pulled the trigger. He is heading to Texas 
And uh, for a, a team that, again, did lose Quentin Johnston earlier, certainly pulling a guy like Kelvante Dixon will, will help, to, uh, help to make you feel a little <laughs> bit better because he's, he's quite a player. Yeah, and I like what he can do all over the football field. And you saw a guy in their offense this year in Devin Duvernay that has a lot of similar qualities. Someone that you try to get the football uh, to in any which way you can. But what really surprised – or not even surprised me, but opened my eyes to Calvante's talent was that state championship offensive MVP performance where he showed tremendous ball tracking – uh, skills and hands and concentration not talents that I necessarily put in the category that were his biggest strengths so you add that to what he does extremely well which is running the open field with the football uh, make people miss and is like a home run ability in the open field I think that you're getting a pretty well-rounded and I think you'll probably end up in the slot slot wide receiver at Texas yeah he's he's a guy who I, I think could see the field pretty early too because he's he's pretty polished and a right. guy who's who, who's knows what he's doing out there Kelvante Dixon is heading to Texas also <laughs> the younger brother of running back Keontae Ingram yes the coolest you know. thing about him in the state championship game too was there was no doubt he was the offensive MVP that yeah. entire yeah. time. Also, his ability to catch those little screen passes and then make a hole and just go is really impressive for a wide receiver. Yep. Yeah, another reason uh, I think that's a, that's a great idea. You know, you brought up a great, brought up a great point, Ashley. Uh, that's a reason why he probably sticks at the slot receiver spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A guy that that that's that's the kind of skill set that that plays well at that spot. And so, Kelvante Dixon is heading to Texas. I know this isn't on our rundown, but I would be remiss if we did. Not mention uh, one of the big commitments uh, this morning was, and we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Was Ennis Rakestraw, the, right. the cornerback uh, from Duncanville? Uh, he it was down to Texas and Alabama and Missouri, uh, and he ends up going to Missouri, uh, which uh, certainly an upset, I would say. Uh, to, you know, anytime you beat out Alabama and Texas, uh, you're you're doing something okay. Uh, but but Ennis Rakestraw from Duncanville is heading uh, to Missouri. So far, the only prediction that we've missed in our prediction piece, there was ten uncommitted. Top 100 Texas-based recruits mm -hmm. that were undecided heading into today. And so far, that's been the shocker. Uh, but not a shocker in a way. I like that he re rewards some loyalty to Missouri, which was his first P5 offer, his first official visit. And I think it was a, a good decision. I think that he'll do well there. Yeah, it was it was uh, pretty, pretty uh, surprising this morning there as uh, he is heading to uh, Missouri. Let's talk about another program here in the state of Texas, though. Let's talk about UTSA. Uh, and suddenly, the Roadrunners doing some work here. Uh, the the name today is yep. Alan, Alan Horace. Alan Horace, the tight end from Crockett, uh, one of the very best tight ends in the state of Texas this year, uh, in the class of twenty twenty. And this guy, you know, we talked about him uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, time has no meaning, but uh, this is a guy who. A physical freak out there at 6'5", 235 or so, and a guy who I think is going to, they're going to find a way to get him the football because he is a mismatch out there. And UTSA, this feels like a real steal for them. What I love about Alan Horace is his athleticism. I mean, he's one of these guys who's a tremendous basketball player. Mm -hmm. Um and can just go up and flat out get the rock. I think that he's a great tight end. He's great with the football in his hands. But if he flipped over and played defensive end, I think that he could be an all-conference player at that position as wow. well. So just one of those guys who has all of the things that you're looking for when you're wanting to build a top prospect. And Jeff Trailer and UTSA's highest-rated commit, checking in at number 75 in the Hot 100. The other guy I want to mention here, and I know we've, we've banged this drum a couple of times here. Yep. 
But uh, UTSA lands Kadrick Cobbs, the running back from Den Kyer. Um, and first, first and foremost, great get for UTSA. Fantastic get for them. Uh, that's that's fantastic. And, and 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 Jeff Trailer obviously doing work there. That's my positioning statement. What is everyone else thinking? I don't know. <laughs> Why what, ha- did like, the University of North Texas not offer him? Like, I don't get it. I, He's in Denton. He's the valedictorian of his class. He can run over people. What were you thinking? I I was, uh, I, like, a disgruntled again, Ashley Pickett. Again, Man, I'll tell you hey, great for, <laughs> great for, great for, great for Kadrick Cobbs, great for UTSA. This is, this is, this feels like a bona fide steal for, for, for UTSA. And if, I don't know, like, do I have to scream it from the rooftops? Kadrick Cobbs is really good at football. He's, he's very good. We've been, and he's smart. We've been on the Kadrick Cobbs bandwagon yeah. since the very beginning. I think he may. I'd have to. I think he may have been our first, the opening, week, recruit of the week or prospect yeah. on the rise, something like you know. He but made multiple mentions in this week in recruiting this year as a guy that we thought was going to potentially blow up a bit more. Uh, not that he didn't blow up because he found the right offer for him, and that was UTSA, right. and I think that he'll fit well into that offense. Uh, in case you didn't know, Jeff Trailer knows a thing or two about good running. He, he knows a good thing or two about good running backs. Uh, Rakeem Boyd would tell you that at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. There's been uh, numerous guys that he's recruited at Texas as well, so I think we'll see uh, more of Kadrick Cobbs in the future. Here's another thing. Okay, if I can draw a comparison. And, and, and you've been around this a lot more uh, than I have. Um, you know what this guy, you know who this reminds me of? This reminds me of Jeff Wilson. Okay. Jeffrey Wilson yeah. when he was at Elkhart, right? Right. This is a guy <laughs> that I just, I, I banged the drum for him. I was like, I yeah. think this guy yeah. at Elkhart is awesome. And, and then- someone needs to offer him. And North Texas kind of swooped in. He was a guy who was a two-star prospect coming out of Elkhart. Sure enough. And then, oh, what did he do? Oh, yeah, he played in the Super Bowl last Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's countless guys like this in Texas because it's so deep. You yeah. Know, there's ev- there's guys every year. What you – and especially at the quarterback position, there was only one person who rated Pat Mahomes yeah. four stars. You know, everyone else missed the boat there. He, he's pretty good. The the thing – I guess the, the excuse that you have with Jeff Wilson is that that was at the 2A level. Right, and if you really want to be like a class snob, you can say, "Oh, well, you know, he's proven at the two A level. Who knows if he can do it at the right. at, at the FBS level?" Um, I mean, he did at the six A level and in the tough was, district. Yeah, he was the only person oh. that even tried to, or is even possibly capable of keeping them in a state championship. Yeah, game. once their quarterback went down, I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know. It ah. was it, that was a little 13 bit 100 yard uh, rushing but, games at the six A level. But year. again, credit to Jeff Trailer, right? Credit oh, yeah. to Jeff Trailer. A guy that when UTSA hired him, one of the reasons they hired him was because of his connections in the state of Texas and his ability to go out there and convince Texas recruits to come to UTSA. And sure enough, uh, with these two, uh, you know, with Alan Horace and with Cadre Cobbs, I would say, you know, job well done by, by Jeff Trailer in, 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 in year 0.1. And I think it'll get better, too, for UTSA, especially as he's able to get an earlier start with East Texas-based recruits going into next year's cycle, cycle beyond that. Uh, Jeff Trailer's well-liked by the Texas High School Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. He's going to have support out there. I think they'll do fine in recruiting, and I would be surprised if they didn't, actually. That's the, my stance on it. Uh, let's now drop down to the FCS level. 
because, you know, today's a big day. And, and, and again, one thing we should probably mention is, like, congratulations to everybody who's signing today. You know, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. I don't care if you are signing with uh, Division 16, Alabama, A&M, Tech State, you know, right. uh, you know, you know, in Mississippi. I don't care. Uh, it's an amazing accomplishment. Congratulations, whether you're signing at the FBS level, whether you're signing with Ohio State, or whether you're signing with uh, you know the smallest college out there. That is a huge accomplishment. And FCS, there, there's a couple of schools that have really caught our eye. One of them, most notably, is Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin, Coach, uh, Coach Colby Carthel is doing a little bit of work there. Uh, they grab Bernard Wright, which is a really, really good get for them, and that is kind of the cherry on top of what has been a really nice recruiting haul uh, for Colby Carthel there at SFA. Back-to-back years that they have signed a Texas top 100 defensive tackle last year, Carl Williams from Lufkin. This year, Bernard Wright from Dallas Carter. So the future is bright there for defensive tackles coach Jamarcus McFarland at SFA. But Wright was not the only top recruit that SFA signed. As a matter of fact, I have their – page pulled up in our scouting system at next level athlete and they have nine commitments or signees who rated at the g5 to p5 level in this class mm-hmm. and that could be a program changing haul i think for colby carthel yeah and you have bernard wright who shows his uh power in the interior of the defensive front here on tape but you have guys like Jabray young from Melissa, uh, who's a highly touted running back. You know, Keeman White, an offensive guard from Alding Davis, who picked up plenty of offers before uh, committing to SFA. And a guy who I really like a lot is North Crowley athlete, you know, wide receiver cornerback Chris Taylor. Very fluid athlete, uh, can play multiple positions. And if I didn't say his name, Matt Stepp would probably get on us. He's a big LeVar Lindo fan from Mission <laughs> Pioneer. So yes. uh, Mission Pioneer wide receiver, six foot four. 215-pounder LeVar Lindo, I think, was a huge pickup for them as well in this class. Uh, and so, um, now, so those are guys who have pulled the trigger. There's still guys we're waiting on. Most notably, I would say on the defensive line are two places that, that were one place we're keeping an eye on. We're keeping right. an eye on, and, and guys that we think have a chance to stay in state. Uh, Alfred Collins, the defensive end from Bastrop Cedar Creek, has still yet to make the make the call. 6'5", 285 out of Cedar Creek. Uh, we've got him as a four-star, is that right? Yes, we've number got him 16. Number 16 in in the Texas Hot 100 at TexasFootball.com. Still uncommitted. He, he's considering Alabama. He's considering Texas. He's considering a, a number of different places. Uh, but but this is a guy that, that probably remains one of the top, if, uh, you know, we'll get to another guy in a moment, but if not the top uncommitted guy in the state of Texas uh, in, in Alfred Collins. Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma were, were his final three. I think those are, have been the three schools that have been most strongly in the mix. Uh, All-American, and that's kind of where he jumped up. I think he jumped up 12 spots after we watched him in the All-American game. Big, strong defender who really looks like an offensive tackle. He's one of these mm-hmm. new age, strong side defensive ends who has those long arms, a high cut frame, you know, around six foot five over 270 pounds and can run uh, really well. His senior tape was also very explosive, made some huge strides between his junior and senior year. And we have our prediction right now, or bold prediction, I guess I should say, on Texas. Uh, he has some very strong ties. I think both of his parents uh, mm-hmm. attended Texas. So um, I think he's the Longhorns prospect to lose, but you never know when you're going up against schools like Alabama and Oklahoma. He's set to announce his decision at 350 today. 
Um, and then finally, another guy that we've had our eye on for a while is uh, is Princely. Princely Uman Milan. Um, um, Uman Uman Milan. Uman Milan. Yeah. Uman Milan. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Uh, Princely Yume Milan, uh, out of Maynard, the defensive end, uh, is still yet to, to uh, make a call. 6'4", 260, a guy who is another just physical freak out there on the edge. Uh, he is uh, weighing a number of different places, including Texas, including Florida, uh, including Baylor. Uh, Going to see where Princely lands. And he's a one-time Texas Longhorns commit who decommitted to open things back up. And what I find really interesting is he was able to take two official visits to Baylor because of the coaching staff change. So mm-hmm. he took one pre-coaching staff change, and then he took one last weekend to see um, Waco again and get a feel for new head coach Dave Aranda. Uh, there's not – it's not too often in recruiting you have two swings at a top recruit like this. Mm-hmm. And what I think will – play in Baylor's favor potentially uh, is the fact that there wasn't a huge there was a coaching staff turnover but there was some familiarity there for Princely to go you know Sean Bell's still there Joey McGuire's still Mm -hmm. there a lot of these guys who he made contact with uh, before Dave Aranda was hired was still on campus in Waco when he's able to take that visit he's set to announce his decision at 220 today Uh, I think it's going to be on ESPNU Mm -hmm. and Baylor is the perceived favorite in my opinion but this is another one of those guys like rake straw this morning that no one really knows yeah you know as a matter of fact one of the sources said it's going to be one of the top three (laughs) 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 thanks coach uh but (laughs) yeah really appreciate that um yeah so uh we're going to keep our eye on him Uh, that's coming down this afternoon there in Maynard. he's going to make uh his call uh and then finally we will be remiss if we did not discuss the top uncommitted prospect in the state of texas uh a former number one in in the texas top 100 uh galena park north shore running back zach evans yeah Um, we still don't know there you go (laughs) Uh, there's been some change, I think, since the last time we talked about Zach. I mean, he's taken an official visit to Ole Miss. He's taken an official visit to Tennessee. And, you know, if you follow the watch what they do, not necessarily listen to what everyone or what they're saying to media, then you have to put those two schools strongly in the mix. Texas A&M inked uh, an out-of-state running back, a top-rated recruit at that position today. So I think – by and large, I mean, you never say never when it comes to the recruitment of Zach Evans, but I think that you can probably uh, put Texas A&M to rest in the pursuit of Zach Evans now that they signed another running back. Mm-hmm. So that makes the picture a little bit clearer. What mucks it up a little bit right now is the fact that it seems like Zach is going to wait until after the dead period ends into March. He has one official visit remaining, and he can take that trip in March, and which school will uh, vie for that last trip. Who's going? Who's going to? Who's Zach Evans going right. to visit with that last trip? And then he has all the way until April first if he wants. Well, he can't sign another letter of intent, so the April first letter yeah. of intent deadline is mo- a moot point with Zach Evans. Um, look for him to just show up on campus somewhere or make a commitment at some time, and that's where he's going to be at. I mean, I threw a bold prediction on Ole Miss just because I think that that would be a good fit for him. Um, rebuilding there with a new coaching staff. Zach Evans has a chance to come in and be the guy. And Ole Miss certainly has uh, a long history of being able to sign top-rated recruits from the state of Texas like Greg Little. Yeah, it, it is going to be very interesting. He That is probably uh, – in fact, there are reports out there that he will not – that we will not know today right. where uh, Zach Evans is, concert, uh, is going. And so we won't. So that is one that will be left going. We will not have all the answers here. 
uh, at the end of today, this National Signing Day, but we will have more of them. We, of course, you know, have complete coverage tech football accomplished recruiting. One interesting thing I found out is Georgia's still in the mix a little bit with Zach Evans. Oh. You know, so the conversations between Evans and Georgia are still open, so Georgia's still involved in this as well, but it looks like to me, I mean, Zach Evans has wanted to play in the SEC. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking Football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash recruiting for all your recruiting news and notes. And if you want to get all the best uh, that it has to offer in Texas uh, as far as recruiting is concerned, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Okay. Let's do one more thing here. I want to go through. There are 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas. We've talked about a few of them. But I want to go through, and we're talking about guys that we know have signed. Okay. We know they have signed. We know that they are locked and loaded going to these schools. I want to go through each of the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas, and I want to hear about one guy that fans can be excited about. Sometimes it's the best guy. Sometimes it's just their top-rated prospect. There were guys like that. Other times, it's guys that we think are really good fits, guys that think are going to be uh, you know, a, a guy that you're going to be hearing about for the long haul. And so we're going to go in order of our class rankings at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. We've got the class rankings up at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. The number one class in the state of Texas belongs to the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, and the guy that you want to highlight here, not surprisingly, probably their top overall prospect, one of the top prospects in the, state of, in, in the nation, Tom Ball wide receiver, DeMond Demas. Yeah, DeMond Demas is a guy who I'm personally really excited to see play in college because we didn't get to see a lot of him play in high school. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's most exciting to me. Got a glimpse of him at the Polynesian Bowl where he was able to showcase his athletic ability in the open field, uh, but has all of the tool sets that you're looking for in a top-rated wide receiver prospect. Uh, tall, uh, great athleticism and leaping ability, and super fast. So I think DeMond Demas is somebody that – not only Texas A&M is going to be really excited about, but I think the college football world nationally is going to be really excited when they see this guy play. Yeah, a freakish, freakish right. athlete uh, mm-hmm. that they're going to try to find the ball, get him the ball in a lot of different ways. All right, let's go to Texas, the Texas Longhorns. Uh, a lot of different places you could go here. This was, to, this was, to me, the toughest one. They had three guys within the top 12. Yeah, so, so you can you can go a lot of different ways. I think DeMond Demas is kind of – and has got a really good class. From the, As far as Texas is concerned, he's probably – Clearly the number one guy. Other In Texas, they've got this group of really, really solid players. You went with Jaquinnon Jackson from Montuckinville. Well, and I went with Jaquinnon because I think that there's a question about what position is he really going to play once he gets to college, and that in and of itself is an intriguing storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, what position does Jaquinnon Jackson line up at ultimately when he takes the field in Austin? And when we know the answer to that question, we'll, we'll, know, we'll get to finally see – uh, Quinton Jackson concentrating on one spot, whether it's on offense or defense, and see his true talent and his his ceiling. So Quinton Jackson to me edges out Hudson Card, even yeah. though Hudson Card is electric with the football in his hands. I think that he will be the name from this class that everybody really truly remembers. Uh, but to me, the most intriguing storyline is surrounded around Quinton Jackson. The third-rated class in the state of Texas belongs to TCU. TCU uh, hauls in uh, an outstanding class, and the guy you're most excited about is the big Athens offensive lineman. I know he was a super teamer in the magazine. Offensive lineman Garrett Hayes, uh, number 22 in our DCTF Hot 100. Yeah, and 
you got to throw some love to the big uglies sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when that guy is from a road grading type of team like Athens. They did switch their offense up somewhat in 2019, but Garrett Hayes is known for pancaking guys into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And to bring that to the Big 12, to bring that into the trenches, you know, TCU did a great job with Savion Williams and Quentin Johnston. We touched on them earlier in the show. Uh, but the success of this team is going to be how they protect their young quarterbacks. So Garrett Hayes, to me, is that guy. Uh, uh, one other guy I want to I throw out there, and maybe this is, again, I have, so a, soft, personal preference? I have a soft spot for, uh, for <laughs> small-time running backs. Kendra Miller from Mount Enterprise yeah. heading to TCU. Uh, and uh, a school with an enrollment of 121, and that kid's going to TCU. That is stinking awesome. And TCU has done a fantastic job of finding these guys at small schools and turning them into stars. Uh, you know, they, you, you think about all the guys that they've been able to go out there from these small towns uh, and go and, and turn into monsters, and I wonder if Kendra Miller is the next one. I'm very excited to see what Could be. Goes. Could be. Could be. All right, let's go to the next class. The next class belongs to Texas Tech. Texas Tech – uh, is uh, our fourth-rated class in the state of Texas, uh, and one of the big names there, and probably their highest-rated recruit, at least at the DCTF Hot 100, is Loic Funchy, the wide receiver from Midland Lee. Staying out west, I love Loic Funchy. I think this kid is a superstar. Uh, one of the best punters in the state That's of Texas. That's right! He's yeah. a great kicker. So maybe. So if it doesn't work out on the receiver side. Well, what, what if he ends up kicking field goals and extra points there? He'll clearly be the, the guy that breaks the scoring record at Texas Tech, in my opinion, if that happens. That would be awesome. So it would be really cool to see that. Uh, very smart player as well. Super smooth uh, in and out of his cuts. And, you know, Texas Tech has a, a pretty good history of cranking out some talented wide receiver project prospects. And I think uh, he's next in line. You know, they beat out some very top schools for his – his signing, and I think uh, he's a guy that will be the star of that offense one day. Uh, that is a, that's a really, really good get for them. Uh, a late surging class here in the fifth-rated class of the, of the state of Texas, according to Dave Campbell's Texas football. They'll move up if they get Princely. If they get Princely. Yep. Yep. We're talking about the Baylor Bears. Uh, Baylor, uh, right now, as it stands, if Princely commits to Baylor, he will be the guy. If not, then I think that – and you, you put down, and I tend to agree with you, the running back from the market's holiday, Tay McWilliams, yep. is a pretty darn good gift for the Bears. Well, and I I think he's a program-changing type of running back, especially as it relates to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And what will be interesting is, is there were some schools who offered him at linebacker. I know Dave Aranda's a defensive-minded coach. Maybe he tries to sway him to the defensive side of the ball, but, man, his senior tape is really good uh, – with the ball in his hands he runs over and through defenders quite often and he has surprisingly nimble feet for a running back uh with a big such a big frame so i think he could be that next samaji p ryan type um deontay foreman type in the big 12 so that's what i'm keeping an eye on our sixth rated class uh and the uh the top class in conference usa belongs to the north texas mean green and the guy that you are really excited about uh is the big tackle from lubbock coronado eric williams uh a guy who i know did big time work out there on the south plains and a guy that uh, that could you know you want to talk about looking the part eric williams looks the part and you know when we were talking about some of these rankings too we're talking about how many guys did they sign in Texas? Because that's what we're really looking at in mm-hmm. when we're talking about recruiting rankings at TexasFootball.com. North Texas has a high amount of numbers, edging out SMU ever so slightly. I mean, maybe we have a debate there. That's probably like that, that position where mm-hmm. um, 
we could really hotly debate what's happened what's happening between North Texas and SMU. Uh, Eric is a guy with a tremendously high upside. He's only checking in at about 250 pounds, 260 pounds right now. So once he adds the necessary mass to his frame, I think that he's one of those guys who could be an all-conference edge setter uh, at UNT. Now, a guy to get very excited about in Denton, coming from the South Plains of Lubbock, Coronado, Eric Williams, the tackle there. Uh, you mentioned that SMU is the next class up there. Uh, they bring in a really, really talented and dynamic athlete from Beaumont, Westbrook, and Fat Johnson, uh, the number 91 prospect in uh, the DCT of Hot 100, and a guy that, again, let's see where let's see where Sonny Dykes deploys him. I'm, right. I'm interested to see where, where he lands. Well, I am, too, because they don't have a problem finding wide receiver talent to play in SMU's offense. They're one of the hottest teams when it comes to the transfer portal. There are guys lining up who want to transfer into there and play with Shane Bouchelle next year. So I think that there's a lot of talent at that position, and Thad's one of those guys who could truly be an early starter at cornerback or wide receiver. I personally like him at wide receiver. Um but I wouldn't be mad if they – you know what I mean? If I'm Thad Johnson, I wouldn't be mad because my payday could maybe be higher one day as an NFL prospect on the defensive side of the football. Uh, the next class up, just uh, just being edged out by SMU, is Houston. Uh, the first full, full, full class for Dana Holgerson uh, there at Houston. Uh, the guy that you're really excited about is Chidozi Nwanko. They call him Dot. Dot. Uh, Dot. The, the defensive tackle from Richmond Foster. A lot of reason to get excited about this local boy staying home. Well, and he's in that mold of a, of a smaller, explosive defensive tackle. Right at six foot or a shade under six foot. Around 285, 290 pounds. He is a load for any inter in interior offensive lineman to try to slow down. Tremendous quick first step and he had some big time p5 offers at one point in the process so houston got a steal and dot nawanko and i think that he's a guy who will wreak havoc havoc at that level uh it's going to be very very interesting uh to, to see what he's able to do there at, at houston as uh, they are trying to get back in the mix of the aac title race uh, on to rice rice is the next class up there a uh, pretty decent class here for mike bloomgren and company the guy you really like here is not from houston though from austin austin lbj athlete uh sean fresh another guy who's a, a bit versatile for for coach bloomgren he does everything. Yeah. His highlight, his senior highlight was 15 minutes long. That really <laughs> tells you cow. all that you need to know about what he did at Austin LBJ. Uh, cornerback, wide receiver, running back. I think he played some quarterback, punt return, kick return. So like a man of who wore multiple hats in that Austin LB, on that Austin LBJ team. I think his best calling as he goes to college is on the defensive side of the football at cornerback. And I think think he's listed at 5'9". I think if he was a, you know, 5'11", Rice would have had a hard time getting him based on his talent level. Um, every school in the country would have been after Sean Fresh at that point. Yeah, he's a guy that I know is very, very, uh, very explosive and a guy who can right. do, as you mentioned, a little bit of everything. Uh, to the next class we go and a class that's going to be, you know, that's that's edging upward. Uh, as far as today is concerned, we mentioned them off the top. UTSA has had a great National Signing Day in the days leading up to them. And one of the reasons is they land the 75th ranked prospect in the DCT of Hot 100 in Crockett tight end Alan Horace. We talked a little bit about him, but plenty of reason to be excited about for the Roadrunners new tight end. And we plugged our rankings in last night, so I'm excited to see as I go back and tabulate, you know, the metrics on this if UTSA jumps rice uh, when we f post these final rankings later on tonight uh, was he enough to edge them over rice because they're very close they were very close 
uh, as we headed into this morning. So Alan Horace was a huge pickup for UTSA. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, but they have a pretty solid signing class there. And if I'm just going to throw a sleeper out there, he's not he's towards the bottom of the list when you look at like composite rankings or uh, site other site recruiting rankings, but Shiner athlete Donye Taylor. Yes. Guy, I think I not a lot of people know about a kid from Shiner, but he's a tremendous athlete. He could be another one of those guys like you fell in love with mm-hmm. Kadrick Cobbs. I was super shocked when they got put out of the playoffs because they had him. Absolutely. You know, I really no. thought he was going to lead them to a state championship. Didn't, but he's a great player. Absolutely. He is a he is a terrific, terrific player uh, there. All right. Uh, next up on the list, we've got uh, Texas State, uh, yep. the Mighty Bobs. Uh, they have pulled in, I thought, a really nice steal here uh, in, in new Caney wide receiver Zion Childress. Uh, this guy, for one of the most explosive offenses in the state, was a big-time playmaker for them. Yeah, and new Caney has some pretty good talent. And I think if you talk to a lot of people or the coaching staff on that team, they would have put him up there with any of the players that they have on that team who are going to P5 schools or bigger. Uh, um throws for touchdowns he rushes for touchdowns and he can do a little bit of everything I think at the next level Childress is a guy that you will see probably wind up at wide receiver in the Bobcats offense Uh, and he was a one-time UTSA commit so he picked the Bobcats over offers from Rice and Texas San Antonio Uh, and finally rounding out the the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas we're going out way out west UTEP Uh, they bring in uh, their class and the guy that you know we're still waiting on a couple of guys there they have a this is a late signing kind of situation there for UTEP Uh, but the guy that we're excited about as a kid staying local in linebacker Keontae Liggins uh, from El Paso Andrus. Yeah, and I, I really like his senior tape. Um, he's a thumper mm-hmm. in the middle of that defense. He's a guy who secures tackles easily and quickly, and he has the necessary size to be an early contributor. Uh, it's always good when you have, you're able to keep top prospects at home, and UTEP certainly did that with linebacker Keontae Liggins. Uh, another guy to keep an eye on, I really like Cy Ridge running back Willie Eldridge. So uh, do I. I think that he's a real star and, and a guy that uh, really fits the mold of, I think, what – uh, Coach Dana Dimmel wants to do there. A uh, guy who's you know a little bit smallish, maybe smaller for a running back, but a guy uh, that has has that breakaway speed. I wonder if Willie Eldridge is going to end up being one of the stars from this class. Yes. Also, a, a name from the blast from the past. I didn't realize they're getting a grad transfer from Q Drennan. Remember Q Drennan? <laughs> yeah, I do. Q and Drennan was awesome at Americas. Another guy to keep an eye on is uh, Mike White, committed. Uh, Late in January to UTEP, his signing hasn't been announced yet. Uh, UTEP is doing their thing later on this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they're able to get him, he would be by far and away the top-rated uh, recruit in this class. And there you go. There are uh, prospects to be excited about in all 12 of the FBS teams in the state of Texas on this, the 2020 National Signing Day. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, I thought this was an interesting question from Phil Vaney, if y'all know the answer. Do you know which high school signed the most players? Uh, I don't. I will need to do that uh, work for the magazine because I do the uh, recruiting roundup. I believe last year – I would need to look that up from but from last year, but if I had my magazine in front of me, I could. But, uh, yeah, I do that for the – You don't you, keep one in your pocket? You'll have like to pick up times? the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football coming to you become in a, June. Become a subscriber become a Dave and Campbell's we can Texas uh, send it to we'll you. We'll mail it to you <laughs> early. That's right. Uh, yeah, I've got to, I would have to do the work. Uh, my guess would be a team like – North Shore has nine. North Shore? Probably North that Shore. North Shore has nine that are committed a couple more. North Shore, Duncanville. Yeah. Those would be the top two would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, one of those I two. felt like that's a pretty safe yeah. guess there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other question we got from Hector Rios is, what's your opinion on has the SEC become a passing league now? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I think the I think the game of football has become a passing sport, you know, more yeah. or less. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're definitely going to get a lot of passing from Mississippi State and then the yeah. new air raid offense by Mike Leach. And shout out to Daniel Greek from Argyle Liberty Christian, yes. who was Mike Leach's first Texas high school football commitment as the head coach at Mississippi State. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that that is. I don't know, but one thing one thing that's going to be interesting because I think we get all excited right now because we saw Tua and we saw, of course, Joe Burrow and, and all of these guys lighting it up. Right now, right now, going into 2020, who is the best known commodity at a, at a quarterback spot in the SEC? Ooh. Because you know who it might be? Kellen Mond. <laughs> might be Kellen Mond. Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask is up there at Florida, right? But George Both Texas lo- guys. George is losing their quarterback. Uh, LSU is losing their quarterback. Alabama is losing their quarterback. I imagine Georgia has a good one. Uh, b- I mean, Bo oh, Nix. <laughs> Bo Nix. Are yeah. you going to take? Are you going to take Bo Nix over Kellen Mond? I don't know yeah. if I would. True. You know, I mean, True it's point. it's just an interesting. They're in a weird spot right now. That it in 2019, yes, it was a passing league. What happens in 2020 though? Like, uh, does LSU have a guy in the wings? Does Alabama? Uh, Alabama we know has that uh, that right. kid that they're really excited about. Uh, but it seems like regardless of any time that every, they all lose this, like their quarterbacks all at once, they just funnel them right back through, yes. and they're all there again. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. I can't remember well, who I, Tennessee's quarterback not, is off the top of my I'm head. I'm not ready to go out there and declare, based on 2019 and the past couple of years, that yes, oh yeah, it's a passing league now. It's not like the Big 12. The Big 12 is very clearly a passing league, right? I'm not ready to go out there and declare it right now, but we may be trending that way. Let's put it that way. Is that a good... Halfway answer. I got well, halfway I mean, answer. Would that. you say the? I would say the NFL has trended more to a passing league than, entirely. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? It's a completely oh, yeah. different game. It's a than quarterback it was three league. Three years ago, it's a quarterback league for sure. Um, okay, that's gonna do for us. That's our national signing day special. Good job, Powers. Let's do it again next year. Follow him on Twitter <laughs> at G Powers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D One, and of course, see your fine work at TexasFootball.com/slash/recruiting. A lot of stuff going up there all day long on this national signing day thank you for spending part of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com oh one more thing i forgot that's going up today we have a it'll be on social media we have a interview with the uh blooming 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 grove head coach yeah uh, about why his nickname is Cheeseburger. It's a little social video. <laughs> I promise you, you don't want to miss it. Go to the DCTF social pages. It will be there this afternoon. Sorry, continue. I'm done. That was really important. It's very funny. Vince Young, <laughs> please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.